Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, Dale Lippin, in here for a very special Wednesday edition of the Punchless MMA podcast. Recorded last night. Listen back to it. Didn't like it. Just didn't like it. Didn't like my energy. Feel like it's been a rough couple weeks for everybody. I'm, gonna, I'm just. I'm going to talk. This is going to be the last time we talk about this, right? Let's talk about it right now. It's been a. It's been a rough couple weeks for people. Last month or so, Trey leaving a show, and now guess what? He's gone. He's moved on. We're, we're past this now. So last night. Had a beer, recorded, got on, was mopey and fucking by myself. Bullshit. We're not doing that anymore. Um, you guys deserve better than that. I deserve better than that. We're we're, we're just not gonna do that. We're, we gotta like not big on that manifest destiny bullshit, but I do believe that if you carry negativity with you, negativity will come to you as well. So being negative about that, we're not being negative about it anymore. Uh, we're going to keep it moving. UFC 279 takes place this weekend. I know we said pay-per-views and guests will probably do live shows, but if we're being honest here, this barely constitutes a fight night card, um, let alone a pay-per-view. Uh, I think this is a pay-per-view in the sense that Nate Diaz probably has it written into his contract that he'll only be on pay-per-views with pay-per-view points, and they couldn't build a real card around him, so then they're just giving him this one. A lot of speculation that this is going to be um, – there, well, we'll get into this. Sorry, there's a lot of speculation as to why this this matchup and some other matchups on this uh, on this card have formulated, formalized, formalicate. No, I don't know, something like that. Um, there's a lot of speculation as to why that is, but it doesn't matter because we're here now. Uh, this episode of the podcast, like all episodes of the podcast, are brought to you by our friends over at Stay Classy Meats. You can go to Stay Classy Meats and use promo code Fist. You can save ten percent off site wide. They had some Labor Day boxes um, that were ready to go. It was like three pounds of, what was it, three pounds of steak, three, three, yeah. It was like three or four pounds of steak, three or four pounds of brats, and four pounds of ground bison, I believe, or something like that. Um, they were already marked at 40% off, um, and you can go and use our promo code as well. So go save some money. On some high-quality, non-GMO, no-hormone, no-antibiotic, grass-fed, happy cow, happy life, happy taste bud um, stuff over there at Stay Classy Meats. And then, uh, of course, Allegiance Clothings, our, fr- our friends over there, are always uh, dishing out some high-quality, super-soft, American-made, uh, you know, veteran-owned and operated uh, clothing and mercantile. Mercantile, I think, is what you, the fancy old-timey name for clothes, mercantile. Um, so yeah, you can go over there and you, you can use promo code punch and save 15% off site wide. <clears throat> Excuse me. Speaking of shirts, speaking of shirts, those of you that have gone on the shop site, uh, located at our Instagram at punchless MMA and gone and purchased a shirt through there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Tenfold over for that. Um, if you have purchased some stickers, thank you for that as well. I pulled the women's science shirt because it was a resounding, what the fuck is this? And you guys hated it. So I pulled it off and I'm now in the process of working with a professional artist and we will get the the new design. You will like much more and it'll be out by, uh, I'm hoping to have it out by the end of the week. So um, I know, I know, I know, I know, I heard. And this is, this is what's cool about the feedback loop of trying to be as involved as it possibly can, right? If you guys don't like something, um, I'll at least listen to it. Doesn't mean I always make the change, but I'll at least listen to it. In this instance, um, your complaints were heard and, you know, no harm, no foul. We'll go ahead and we'll make it work. All right. So uh, women's science, the new women's science shirt will be released hopefully here by the end of the week. I'm hoping to get uh, in contact with my man here soon. He's in Indonesia. You know, everything's outsourced to um, other countries now. So it's, it's a little bit, a little bit of a time delay as far as, uh, the communique goes. So we're working on it. Uh, the sketch looks sick uh, and you'll enjoy it. I, I, 
I wholeheartedly believe that. And if you don't, too fucking bad. I'm not paying for another design. You're gonna have to suck it up and either not buy this one or just get over it. So, uh, but I think I think you'll this one will be met with a resounding golf clap and then hopefully a couple purchases. Um, that being said, if you haven't purchased anything and you want to, I would encourage you to do so. One of the things that I want to draw your attention to, not sure if you went and saw the store or not, but if you go to the sticker section and you find the the podcast logo sticker um i have basically it allows you to like set your profit margins on it um i've made that sticker so i make no money like it's literally like they they're just printing it you're paying them like direct cost to print now that being said when you get said sticker if you order it and you get said sticker if you stick that bad daddy somewhere right and Take a picture of it and tag me on Instagram at PunchlistMMA. I will then, in turn, create for you your own promo code for the store for 20% off everything else in the store. That's your individual code that's good for time and memoriam. So like any shirt that I come out with, any other any other thing that comes out, right? From coffee mugs to sandals to, to stickers to phone cases, whatever. Whatever it is that, that that drops that you're into and that you want, you'll have your own individual code that you can use that's going to knock 20% off the top, um, which, to be honest with you, is great for you <laughs> because, um, I, as you guys know, I mean, because you, you, you've heard me talk about it for the better part of a few years now, I'm cheap as shit, so I don't like paying for anything. Um, I like coupons and I like free and all that stuff, so... That in mind, um, you know the the margins on the on the shirts that are out there right now are very very small. Um, you know, hell, there's no shame in my game. I make about two dollars a shirt, so twenty uh, percent <laughs> off that. I'm gonna make a cool like buck sixty a shirt, man. So you guys go ahead and you know save yourself some money. That's fine by me. I don't give a hoot. Um, I just want to see Punchless Nation grow, right? So. Uh, that that's really what it's all about. I, I this this show is a passion project, right? Now, if it ever led to a a gig, at, you know, taking Yanni the Greek spot, so be it, right? If it ever you know put me side by side with the Ducky and Parker, so be it. You know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But that's not the aim. The aim is to talk fights, bullshit, drink beer, and hang out with my friends. Uh, and I feel like that's what we get to do each and every week. It's an intimate setting that doesn't seem to be uh, too prevalent amongst the MMA betting landscape. Uh, and I appreciate you guys a great deal. So get one of the stickers, tag it or post, you know, stick it, tag me and I'll get you a promo code, right? 20% off all future purchases. I feel like that's, it's pretty sweet deal. Um, plus, you know, a little bit of crime never hurt anybody, right? A little, little, little bit of crime never hurt anybody. So just go ahead and stick that thing wherever you want. Um, you know, oh, I should, I should, I should probably re- rephrase that. Yeah, because some of you guys will be sending like butthole pictures and stuff. Stick it someplace that's that's a pro, like that you you'd be okay with sending it, like sending the picture to your mom. Okay, <laughs> don't I don't I don't want like I don't want like uh, stickers over your over your b hole. All right, um, nipples maybe, but b hole no no thank you. All right, anyway. Keeping it moving. We've got UFC 279 this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about Nate Diaz versus Hamzat Shemaev. Uh, but I want to I want to go over a couple things that happened at UFC Paris. Uh, Parisian fighters went 5-0, and oh, uh, akin to a UFC London card, all violence all the time, which is interesting, right? Because we never know what to expect whenever a, the UFC returns to a place that it hasn't been for a long time or if it's the very first time ever being there. We don't know what to expect. Usually those cards are feast or famine as far as finishes go or as far as wins go. And the Parisians came out and they showed out. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. We finished uh, slightly up on the week, 2.62 units. So green is green. I'll take it. Uh, honestly, it would have been bigger had we not sprinkled so much on tie. Now, I know I know overexposure is a thing, but we had small like half unit plays on tie, money line, tie in round 2, and then um the saving grace and all of that was the no round 4 start, which 
you know, going through the first two rounds, I thought, oh, shoot, damn it, we might be in trouble here. Uh, but no, the, you know, the universe righted itself all the same. Uh, finishing sequence, Cyril gone is an issue, right? Um, I have no qualms against him as a fighter, his skill set, his capabilities, nothing. I have no, excuse me, no issue with him at all. Um, however, the finishing sequences for his fights can be a little suspect, right? You know, uh, I put a side-by-side up. It was interesting, right? So I I did not see it in li- Like, I saw the fight live, but I didn't see the strike in question live. It was sent um, sent via DM, uh, a, a, a longtime supporter of the show, shot me a message and said, dude, how how dirty was that? was that hammer fist from, from, uh, gone. I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, Oh, he clubbed him in the back of the head. Um, I think he called it a John Henry hammer fist, which I thought was freaking, Oh man, that was so good. A John Henry hammer fist. I thought that was great. Um, anyway, hit him with, hit him with the old JH. And, um, I, so I was like, all right, well, let me go back and, and watch this. And I watched it. I'm like, Oh, sh- yeah, he really, he clubbed them. Right, the base of the neck. Uh, so that's 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 problematic. And then I started thinking. I said, "Well, didn't he have a, he had an issue with JDS as well?" And I went back and I watched the JDS fight. And you can make the argument that JDS turned away from him. You you one hundred percent can make that argument, right? That JDS turned away from him as Gone was throwing the strike and it it you know hit him flush behind the ear. Now the same that same logic though that same logic if we apply that to downed opponents taking knees or kicks. It doesn't matter whether they're on their way down or not. It doesn't matter whether or not they, they're playing the game with the hands. We can say we well, shouldn't play the game, you know, play play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I get that. But that's us, third-party perspective, after the fact, looking at it. That's not the way the referee was supposed to play it live. Um, so... The JDS strike was to the back of the head. Whether whether or not he turned his head is irrelevant because it was to the back of the dome. Um, with the Tuivasa fight, Ty was in a world of trouble. Right, I'm not arguing that the end wasn't nigh. Like it was coming. It was there. I mean, it was a hundred percent. Two more strikes. Ty was going down anyway. But in the heat of the moment, an illegal strike is still an illegal strike. And it's, I'm not saying like, like that, um, I can't remember who the, who the official was. It wasn't, it wasn't her Goddard. I'm not saying Goddard should have jumped in there and been like, whoa, 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 whoa. But the, I, I don't know how you're supposed to handle that. I'd be, I, I tagged Mark in that video. I'd, I'd love to hear his logic on it. I, I I want, I would love to hear him address it to say, you know, I just want an officiant's perspective on what you're supposed to do. Um, one of the, one of the ones that was brought up or that I brought up in the comment section, somebody had pushed back on a little bit. I said, it, it's, it's no different than like the Jeremy Stevens, Josh Emmett finish. Jeremy Stevens very clearly kit like crushed Josh Emmett with a very illegal knee during that sequence. And nobody says anything ever. And, and Josh is as, Tough as they come. Everybody is very much aware of that. Uh, but that knee was wildly illegal. Um, and it was in the midst of a finishing sequence. And we just don't say or do anything about it. I I, I just, I don't know what the right answer is. But speculatively speaking, I feel like you almost have to stop it and, and see if they can continue. Um, you know, I I kind of want to go back and almost watch like the first Yon versus Aljo fight because I feel like not that Aljo was like at the risk of being finished, but when that knee landed, Aljo was in bad shape. Like I don't necessarily know it was like a finishing sequence, but Aljo was in bad shape. Remember, he's kind of flopping around. He was getting tagged prior to that. He's laying down. He's kind of doing the head back and forth thing. I mean, he was he was in a bad spot. It, it wasn't necessarily a finishing sequence, but it, it was he was in a bad spot. I'm just wondering, I'm trying to rack my brain as far as, you know, fight encyclopedia, remembering illegal blows, you know, in conjunction with finishing sequences. And it's just, 
I don't know what you're supposed to do, right? I, I don't know what you're sp- supposed to do. And it leaves you like in this gray area, this this purgatory of, of decision making, uh, sort of like we saw with like um, Big Dan and the Rosenstrike Overeem fight, right? Like Rosenstrike hit Reem and Reem fell down and then he walked away. Overeem stood back up. And then it was almost like they didn't know what to do. So he's like, well, I guess I'll wave it off. Like Rosenstrike had his back turned and was walking away like it was a walk-off KO. And it just wasn't. So applying the same logic now to the Ty Tuivasa Cyril Gone fight, what if when Ty slumped Gone against the cage, he just walked away, Mark Hunt style, threw his hands in the air? You know, what do we do then? Like the the finishing sequences of fights, that's that's like the muddiest of muddy, the grayest of grays. Um, it's very difficult to sort of, you know, hammer those out. I my computer chair is really squeaky lately. I don't know. I got to get a little, get a little love on that. So, um, headphone users, I apologize in advance. You know, damn chair so freaking creaky. Well, get over it. So, um, what else do we have? That was, do we have anything else that was controversial that, that event, I can't remember. Let me go back and look at these. Uh, anything stand out? Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori, of course, Dale. You were all over Vittori, and you got that shit completely wrong. I, I, you know what? It's it's shame on me for for picking against Bobby Knuckles. But at, at a certain point, you just, it's hard to keep. It's hard to continue to keep the faith that Robert Whitaker is the best middleweight on the planet Earth, not named Israel Adesanya, and and in. And then it makes me wonder, is Izzy that much better than than Whitaker? Or is he just a bad opponent for Whitaker? Like, like I'm trying to think of another combat sports reference that would do that would do really well here. Like I don't know. I, I just like like Chael Sonnen would have been middleweight champ of the world um, and probably kept that belt for a while if it weren't for a guy named Anderson Silva. Um, or, or something to that effect, right? Like there's just – he j- that's the, the Izzy Mountain is just a mountain that cannot be climbed by, by Rob. He'll literally beat everybody else. Um, he just can't get that win. He can't get that one. Um, and I thought the second fight, you know, believing Whitaker is as good as he is, like he'll make the adjustments. He'll, he'll get that. He'll get that W in the second fight. And the second fight was just as dominant. Um, but it's so weird that he can't beat Izzy, but he is a fucking like mile ahead of everybody else at middleweight. He's a, he is a mile ahead. Like it's not even close. And I thought Vittori and his like the grinder style might might present just a little bit like more of a of an attrition style of like like can Rob can Rob win a war of attrition like just a dirty grindy heavy muck boring fight like can he do that and Vittori didn't want to do that so it's like all right well you came out and literally fought the way that you weren't going to win the fight. And that's so hard. It goes back to, to, you know, talking about rules that we're learning throughout 2022 is that you can't bet on what a fighter should do. You got to bet on what they're most likely to do. And I should have seen the forest for the trees there and gone. Vittori wants to, uh, he wants to showcase himself as like an all around martial artist now, right? Like that, that Marvin Vittori, grapple press dirty box clinch drag you down smother you style that doesn't exist anymore that's not the marvin that it, that now exists marvin wants to bang marvin fancies himself a boxer it's just not the case so lesson learned there uh whitaker is just light years ahead of everybody else um let's see here nathaniel wood looks like a real issue at 145 uh definitely somebody to keep a keep an eye on 
uh, one of the fights that we had talked about extensively. And then, you know, as, as fight day approached, I just felt like Jordan maybe having the juice with GSP there and everything else. Not the case. Would look fantastic. Uh, Nazrat Hackpress was free money. Like I said, absolute free money. Gabriel Miranda, 15 submission wins out of his 16 professional wins. 15 sub wins. Who the fuck did he get those against, right? Just Helen Keller, school for the dumb and blind. Like who, who is he beating? Um, Not, not a UFC level talent at, at all. Uh, looking forward to cashing against him the next time they put him in uh, as well. Stephanie Egger, if you played the Stephanie Egger plays, we had Stephanie Egger, um, and then on the show we had mentioned Stephanie Stephanie Egger inside the distance and Stephanie Egger by sub, all three of which cashed if you played those. So hopefully you did. Uh, I went conservative and just went fight in, ends inside the distance. Was it like a minus 165? Good return on investment there as far as I'm concerned. So um lessons learned there right roman kopilov uh you know it wasn't pretty but he got it done wasn't pretty but he got it done and then as such alessio de Chirico has now retired from mma although the translation from italian to english via instagram leaves something to be desired because it says he's done and wants to move on to something else but he also says it's not the last time you'll see me on canvas so I have no idea what the hell that means. Does that mean he's retired? Does it not mean? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. doesn't make any sense to me. All right. So let's get into UFC 279. Only a couple spots this week that I actually like. That's why you're hearing me talk more than you normally do. Um, we were originally supposed to get Aljo versus TJ here, but that, that, that fight got moved. Um, so we got a headliner here of Hamza Shemaya versus Nate Diaz. Um, this is a roster cleaner of a card. Uh, and I mean that in the sense that a lot of the folks that you see that are going to lose this weekend will no longer be employed by the UFC come Monday. Um, there will be quite a few guys and gals that get cleaned off the roster this weekend. So we'll start with the main card and go from there. Um, you know, again, I'm going to move through these rather quickly. Uh, just because, like I said, there's not a ton of spots that I like on this one. This will be a, admittedly, plus it's the first freaking week of the NFL season. I know you guys don't want those MMA podcasts. I know, but listen, there's going to be a lot of betting done this weekend. Not a lot of it on my end is going to be done in the UFC, just being honest with you. All right. Julian Arosa is taking on Hakeem Dewadu this weekend, and you know how I feel about my man, Juicy J. Juicy J, Billy Quarantillo. And Bill Algio, all three of them have never been in the same room together at the same time because they are essentially the same person. That being said, I believe that Juicy J. Julian Arosa is probably the worst iteration of the three of them. And he's got Mina Keem Dewadu ahead of, uh, in front of him here. Now, you can get Mina Keem at minus 215. Julian Arosa come back at the plus 185. And what's interesting to me about this fight and where I think you're going to get a little bit of sneaky value is that Akeem Duwadu, excuse me here, by KO is at plus 225. Now, Erosa walks forward, keeps the hands down, relies on that pressure, uh, which Duwadu's not necessarily going to like. Uh, he's coming off back-to-back -back wins over Steven Peterson and Charles Jourdain is my man Julian Erosa. But, but... When he's getting when he's losing, he's getting knocked out, right? Knocked out by Devonta Smith, knocked out by Julio Arce, knocked out by Sung Woo Choi. Lost, uh, got knocked out in cage sport. The Bobby McIntyre got knocked out by Teruto Ishihara. If you guys remember Teruto back in the day, um, that was on the the last Diaz card that he fought on, right? So, um, historically speaking, Julian Arosa is zero and one on Nate Diaz headlined cards will he write the ship and make it one and one i don't think so i think he's gonna get knocked out again i think he, i think julian arosa gets knocked out on saturday by akeem dewadu now akeem dewadu um to get that you know get that knockout finish he's gonna have to do something he hasn't done in a while and that's knock somebody out right last time we've seen him knock somebody out was almost three years ago when he knocked out yoshinori hori it's been a while. Dewadu, statistically speaking, is pretty decision heavy. 
not necessarily known for his power, but he throws with ill intent. So uh, I, I think that the, the the opportunities will be there, right? If he can if he can harness the old mean Akeem, uh, I think he can get the W. So we're looking at Dewadu money line minus two fifteen. I think it's a great spot, and I'm looking at Dewadu. By knockout, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna reverse the clock, and you know, Erosa has shown himself of being a little bit chinny. All right, speaking of chinny, Johnny Walker, eighteen and seven, taking on Iwan Kutalaba at sixteen and seven. It is a Caucasus Mountain Warrior Fight Week. Caucasus Mountain Warrior T-shirt is available now through the link in the bio on the Instagram. Uh, Kutalaba at a minus two hundred, uh, Johnny Walker plus one seventy coming back. Okay, look, I know that Johnny Walker gets knocked out and he's a meme every time he fights right but but hear me out here if you're looking at johnny walker i would just take johnny walker by ko you can get him at plus 250 by knockout and that's really you know that's really the only path to victory he has he's not going to win a decision here he's not going to get a submission if you're on johnny walker there's no point playing him at plus 270 just take the the bigger plus money just take the bigger plus money. He will not win, excuse me, a three-rounder against Iwan Kutalaba. Now, my concern as a Kutalaba fan is I don't want Iwan to go out there and chase the highlight, right? Because when Johnny Walker gets knocked out, it's hilarious. Don't chase the highlight. Go out there, wrestle, grind, impose yourself, be the Hulk, right? Hulk smash. Hulk smash. Uh, Kutalaba inside the distance, minus 125. A little bit more palatable. Don't think that Johnny Walker has the stamina or the chin to go a full 15 minutes here. So I like Kutalaba inside the distance. Um, and then, you know, you could look at Walker by KO. It's really kind of the only two spots here that I'm really, really digging. Um, all right. First women's science play of the night. Macy Chason taking on Irene Aldana. Uh, Macy Chason, look, weight cut issues are a thing, right? Um, they're, 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 they're a problem. It's something that needs to be addressed. Um, but she looked good in her last fight right up until she didn't, I, I, you know, you can make the argument that she ended up losing that. Um, but ultimately she got the nod, right? So here we are, Irene Aldona has been off for a while. She's making a, you know, she's coming back. I think it's the first time we've seen her fight. Uh, yeah, it's the first time we've seen her fight this year. It's been over a year since we've seen her fight. Uh, her last win coming over Yana Kunitskaya uh, when she broke Yana Kunitskaya's nose, and some people thought that Yana was pregnant while she was fighting. Uh, I mean, I'm not great at math, but that math didn't add up. I think maybe she probably did have a little baby in the belly while she's getting beat up. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Song is coming off of split decision win over Norma Dumont, who we're going to talk about as well. Okay. Women's science is about the only thing that's worth playing here because stylistically speaking, I think the jab and the hands of Irene can be a bit of an issue. So Macy's going to have to close the distance. She's going to have to bully her. She's going to have to drag her down. She's going to have to make it ugly. That being said, she can't tire herself out too much in doing so. Otherwise, Irene has the gas tank to really bring it on after the fact. You're talking about crazy cat lady. Uh, Irene Aldana. She literally talks about how she's got a bunch of cats in her apartment and all she does is train. So you got a crazy cat lady uh, taking on Justin Bieber here. And I think I think the Bieber is going to get it done. I think the Biebs gets it done, uh, if nothing more than just for a women's science play, right? All right. Kevin Holland taking on Daniel Rodriguez, 16 and 2. Kevin Holland at 23 and 7. Probably the most torn I am on any fight this card and i'm just going to go ahead and say if the opportunity were to present itself this would probably be what we what we would call the people's main event right um i am initially leaning daniel rodriguez here although i think just about every discernible advantage outside of power is going to go to kevin holland i think kevin's better on the ground i think kevin's faster i think kevin manages distance better but but uh, I wonder about the grit, right? I wonder about the sand. I wonder about if Rodriguez can get to him and hit him and hurt him. Does Holland persevere, right? Now, he's got to do that first. He's got to get there. He's got to touch him first. 
it's it's an interesting it's an interesting proposition. We can get Daniel Rodriguez at decent plus money here. I mean, depending on where you're shopping him at. I've seen him as high as plus, you know, plus 185, plus 175. Kevin Holland, on the other hand, minus 200. Like, do we feel do we feel minus two like 50 cents on the dollar for, for Holland? That's how we feel. I don't know about it. I really don't know about that. Um I'm leaning initially Daniel Rodriguez. I don't like a KO play. I don't like an inside the distance. I, I, I don't want anything fancy here. If I'm on Rodriguez, I'm on Rodriguez just for the sec, for the sake of being on him. Um, but this will probably, I think, I'm, I think, you know what I think I'll do? I think I'll put a, I'm going to put a poll up on Instagram. I'll let you guys decide how we play it this weekend. And that's what will show up on the card, uh, or on the slip for this weekend. I think we'll do it like that. Cause I, I, I need to, I need to consort with the, with the, uh, with my, with my peers here. Right. I need to, um, I need to consult the, the, what, are the, what were the, oh, what were the like the prophets for the ancient Greek, <clears throat> the ancient Greeks and Romans, what were the, the Spartans? What, what, oh gosh, I'm, I literally just mixed three cultures and I apologize for that. Um, they're not the ethers. Damn it. What are they? I can't remember what they are anyway. Um, but yeah, basically they just, uh, if you're unfamiliar, they would, they would take a, a young girl, um, and they would, dedicate her to the temple they'd load her up full of psychedelics and then they would use her to prophesy for them um very very interesting way of uh conducting yourself through the world but yeah different times now <laughs> Imagine that. I mean, like like i don't know if i should start this new job or not let me go let me go conduct <laughs> let me go conduct the seers and see what they say uh and then you <laughs> freaking see some drugged up Hippie chick with petroleum oil, all all like, you know, shroomed out. That would that would be. You should definitely take that job. All right, looks like I'm moving to Portland. Okay. Anyway, um, co-main event evening. Lee Jingliang taking on Tony Ferguson. This bout is at a hundred and seventy pounds. Keep that in mind. This is not a one fifty fiver. This is a one hundred and seventy pound bout, and this is just taking place a few short months after Michael Chandler kicked Tony Ferguson's chin through the top of his skull. Okay. So we need to keep that in mind. This Tony Ferguson. Uh, let's just get into this right now. This is a roster clean spot. Tony Ferguson's gone after this guys. Um, I want, I want you to start mentally preparing yourself. Today is Wednesday. You have three days to get yourself ready for how sad Saturday is going to be. Saturday evening will be spent with, music montages and pouring one out for the homies and remember when's right remember when tony beat the shit out of <laughs> lando fanata after after nearly getting finished in the first round remember when tony <laughs> it's it that's what it's going to be right like that that's what we've got coming up um, the, the, the Darce night is no more. Um, this is a bad matchup for him, arguably his most winnable matchup at 170, but it's still a terrible matchup for him. It, this is not good guys. I know we can go, Oh, Tony looked good in the first round against Chandler. Yeah, he looked good ish. He looked good ish. Right. But it, this is, this ain't it. This ain't it. This is. This is like Anderson Silva fighting Uriah Hall, right? This is a guy that's well past his prime fighting another dude that is never going to be a champ, but should win this fight against a legend that's now past his prime. Um, this will be the biggest name on Lee Jingliang's resume, right? Plus 250, Tony Ferguson, minus 300 to minus 325, depending on where you're looking for Lee. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, um, over on our rounds is at two and a half. I think you go under here. I think you go under. Uh, and, and the only reason why I say that is because Lee, Lee finishes fights and he's a bruiser. And, you know, 
a lot to be said about the mental health and the brain of Tony Ferguson anyway, even even if he wasn't coming off a monstrous knockout. But he's coming off a monstrous knockout. He's coming out after nearly getting his head kicked off. Michael Chandler kicked Tony Ferguson. I thought, there's a dead body. There's a dead body right there. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, that that's 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 something we're gonna have to watch out for for a long time. Tony should probably take a good year and some change off, right? Nope. What's Tony Ferguson do? He goes, I think I need coaches again. I don't want to train myself anymore. I'm gonna go ahead and fight. Uh, I'm gonna go down to Jackson Wink and then I'm gonna move up in weight and then I'm gonna fight Li Jing Long. And I'm gonna do it four months. After nearly getting my head kicked off my fucking shoulders, that's what I'm going to do. I cannot say this enough. In life, as a fighter, as a person, you need people in your life that care about you enough to tell you when you're fucking up. And that's just the simple truth of it. You have to have people that you have to have people that love you enough to go this is not a good look for you. You need to you need to change the thing that's wrong and then you as an individual as an athlete as a person as a husband as a father as a wife as a girlfriend as a as a as a brother sister whatever teammate need to go you need to be open to the constructive criticism that maybe you don't know everything right like i've got a i've got a preteen in my house and one of the conversations that we have all the time is me telling them you don't know everything yet you're the smartest person in most rooms. But when I'm in the room, you're not the smartest person in that room. So when I'm telling you something, just be open to the idea that perhaps you don't know everything. And I'm here to tell you right now, I don't know anything about anything. But I do know that if you're not open to the idea that maybe your ship is running aground without rudder, you're in for a world of hurt. And I think that's what we're going to see on Saturday night. Li Jingliang is a bad dude that finishes fights, right? You're talking about a guy who has nine career wins by knockout, five career wins by submission. 14 of his 19 wins have come via finish. He's not going to choke out Tony Ferguson, right? He's not going to break his arm. We're not, it's not going to do any of that stuff. But if you think he's not going to just absolutely pummel him, I, th I think that we've got issues here. He's knocked out bigger, stronger dudes than Tony Ferguson that weren't coming off of life-changing, traumatic brain injuries. Knocked out Muslim Salikov. Knocked out Santiago Ponzinibbio. Knocked out Easy Dos Santos. Knocked out David Zawada. Freaking knocked out Zach Otto. The, all these dudes are huge compared to Tony Ferguson. None of them were coming off of life-altering traumatic brain injuries. Tony Ferguson's showing up. He's got a new coach. He's got a new haircut. Fucking new haircut, Tony Ferguson? Wrong. 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 Orange Mohawk, Tony Ferguson. It's going to be sad. Huh. <sighs> Li Jingliang, bad news bears. Um, yeah. Lee by KO plus 175. That's the play. That's the play. Um, Lee wins inside the distance plus 125. That's the play. That's the play. You're getting sweetheart deals from Vegas right now because of Tony's continued durability, but it's gone. It will be gone. It's gone. Okay? All right, main event of the evening. Again, the scrubber continues. Tony Ferguson off the roster, soon to be off the roster as well. Nate Diaz, plus 500. Hamzat Shemaev, minus 1,000. I have seen ludicrous numbers from other books. I'm just trying to give you the best numbers I can. My bookie has 
Hamzad at minus a thousand versus Nate Diaz at uh, plus five hundred. Over on rounds is at one and a half, with the under one and a half being in a plus one twenty-five. About the most conservatively okay lines you can find on a fight like this. I have seen ludicrous lines on Hamzat upwards of minus twelve fifty and beyond. Very little chance here for Nate Diaz is what 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 the world is saying. Um, very tough to handicap a fight like this. Very tough. That being said, um, if you're on the prop play train, Nate Diaz round four, Nate Diaz round five, go for it. We saw cardio issues with Hamzad after getting hurt a little bit in the Gilbert Burns fight. I can't help but wonder whether or not the Gilbert Burns, like Gilbert Burns hurting him um, is what, led to the cardio issues right like like um like that being an issue like that that setting forth the course of that uh that sequence of events i don't think that nate's gonna hurt hamzat like that i think it's a matter of whether or not hamzat gets tired trying to kill nate over three rounds right like he he says i i you know the ufc brought me in to kill this guy so that's what i gotta do and if he doesn't, then what, right? That's when your Nate Diaz four, round four, round five props come into play. Um, don't don't necessarily love it. Can't say that I do. <laughs> um, but I, I would encourage you to, I'd, I'd encourage you to think about it, right? I mean, you can think about it. Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I think you just have to take, I think you got to take Comtop by, by KO. I, I understand, you know, Nate has, Nate hasn't been, you know, KO in a while. Um, this, that, and the other. Okay. That's that, you know, scar tissue is another thing. You're going to hear all these narratives, right? You got to worry about the scar tissue. You got to worry about the age. You got to worry about that. You got to worry about the. I understand there's all these variables and we could go over all of them, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit the same talk points that you can get from any other fucking, uh, you know, podcast. If you want to hear about the cardio and Nate Diaz, Go for it. Nate's got cardio. Go listen to somebody else say that. If you want to hear about, oh, the smashing power of Hamzat, he's got it. That's fine. What we got to think about here is is what what is at play? Like, what are we looking at here? And I think that one of the things that you're, you got to look at is one of the, the more compelling send you off into the freaking sunsets would be Hamzat by submission plus 260 coming into play. Um, Nate Diaz by KOs at plus 2200. Um, fight doesn't go the distance is at minus 600. Again, parlay anchor piece, but gosh, that's a spicy price. Um, Hamzat Shemaev in rounds one, two, and three respectively, 125, 300, and plus 800. Uh, if you think he gets him out of there later, rounds four and five, or at plus 1,100 and plus 2,200. Nate Diaz, round four and five, plus 2,500, plus 2,800, all the same. Don't think Nate Diaz wins a decision. Feel like he's going to have to get a stoppage here. Uh, I think if he does, it's going to be around three, four, or five. Both of, all three of those are in excess of plus 2,000. So if you're on Diaz, if you're on Diaz, Quarter unit and half unit plays on all three of those. You're 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 20x in your money here, and look, why not do that? But then play the more reasonable Hamzat inside the distance, right? Um, sure, sure. Hamzat by KO TKO is probably the most likely at the minus 150. I just think that the scar tissue is going to be too much. I think it's going to be too much. I think we get a, I think we get a we get them down. We start doing elbows and punches. Nate takes a position where he's not necessarily defending himself rather well. Um, maybe tries to give up his back. Can't necessarily get so because Hamzat's got an arm secure. Something like that. And we see some left hands that do the job. Um, interesting plays that are out there. Uh, you know, just initial props right now that I like. Um, you know, Bet online has Hamzat Chimaev inside the distance at minus 400. That's not bad as far as a parlay anchor. Um, most significant strikes landed, most takedowns landed. All those are going to go the way of Shemaev. Um, 
I do want to say this before I close on this one. Uh, the, the the gentleman that you guys have heard me talk about before that believes that the UFC is scripted, that believes this whole thing is just a, a giant ruse, believes that Nate Diaz is going to win this fight, uh, believes that there is money to be made offshore through various sundry Chechen Bitcoin channels and all kinds of shit via Nate Diaz losing this fight or I'm sorry, Nate Diaz winning this fight. Um, Hamzat knowing that he's got a high ceiling anyway, that he's got plenty of time to be around and it doesn't really hurt him in any way, shape or form from a lasting perspective to lose to a guy like Nate Diaz will in fact lose this fight on Saturday night um, and make a bunch of money for some other people and then get paid on the back end for it. That is, that is his interpretation of the upcoming events. It's not the way I see it shaking out. Um, I, I I am slightly interested. Um, I am slightly interested in the over one and a half, the minus 160. And yeah, like I said, I think Shemaya by submission is the sneaky one, uh, even though comes up by KO, TKO, um, seems most likely due to the scar tissue. And the fact that Nate just seems like has said multiple times this week he didn't want this fight this is not the fight he asked for um so a guy that's already bitter already doesn't want to be there anyway you know what's he end up doing i i I think probably if i can if i can rub my crystal ball and and go into the dms of what i'm about to hear after this gets published is that there's too much pride in diaz to lose by submission he won't he, he if if it would be the most demoralizing thing for a Diaz brother to lose via submission to a guy like Hamzat, which is exactly why I think it's going to happen. I, I I really think that there's there's a back channel conversation between Dana and Hamzat where he's like, fucking break this guy, like sweep the leg stuff. You know what I mean? But that's that's just me. That that that's me getting my own you know storyline conspiratorial bullshit going. All right. Um, Couple prelim spots that I like. I'm just going to run through it real quick. Danielle Wolf, former professional boxer, hasn't fought in two years, coming in fighting Norma Dumont. If Norma's got to make weight first, right? Um, you guys know me. You know I love me some Norma Dumont. Enormous uh, Dumont. She's got to make weight first. Danielle Wolf, one and zero as a professional mixed martial artist, but she's got them hands. She got them hands. We'll take her. We'll take her. Um, just women's science, right? Just why not? Women's science. There's no reason not to take her um, in that regard. What? What? What is it going to hurt for us to take her? Right? I don't. I don't see where. It, plus three. Plus three thirty. Norma Dumont minus four ten. Come on, Norma Dumont ever a minus four hundred against anybody? Negative. Negative. Give me Danielle Wolf. Just maybe she'll go out there and. and you know, hit her with that crispy real quick. All right. Um, Melissa Martinez, Elise Reed. Melissa Martinez undefeated. And, you know, not necessarily the same level of competition as Elise Reed. Um, Elise Reed, you know, coming off a loss to Sam Hughes. How good Sam Hughes. Uh, But she did beat Corey McKenna. So that's a thing, you know, but that was really a bad game plan by Corey McKenna. Uh, Melissa Martinez, on the other hand, you know, um, went over Desiree Yanez um, last time she fought, you know, two years ago. Um, been a long time, man. Been a long time since we've see her, seen her fight. Um, and even then, that was a split decision win. Uh, I don't think that I, I look, man, just. All women's science all the time, right? All women's science all the time. Elise Reed, Danielle Wolf, and freaking Macy Chasson. Give me all of it. Give me all that. Parlay, parlay them bad them bad babies together and let's see what we can get, right? Let let's throw all them on a parlay. Let's see what we can let's let's let that ride uh, and see what we can do. I mean, not just astronomical, I'm sure. Uh, almost to the point now where I've got a second. I'm gonna. I might just go ahead and throw them all in parlay right now and see what see what that looks like. So let me let me do that. We're gonna take Macy. Boom. Add her to the slip. Uh, yeah, that's 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 me. Go ahead. Yeah, you can go ahead and log me in. There we go. All right. Let's see here. 
One second. One second. I'm freaking. All right. Here we go. Da, 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 da. All right. Uh, let me get my MMA thing back up. Oh, man. All right. So we're putting Macy Chason on the slip. Boom. She's there. Okay. Then we're going to scroll on down here. And we're going to take Elise Reed and give me Danielle Wolf. All right. What do we got here? That bad boy is coming out too. Come on, plus twenty four hundred. Let's get it going. Let's get it going on the plus twenty four hundred women's science. Let's go. Let's get the women's science parlay going this weekend. Why not? Too many heavy women faves. Ain't nobody got time for that. Let's get it. Let's get. Let's get that whole thing going. I like it. I'm. I'm here for it. We're gonna make it happen. Give me one second here. Damn. Hold on. Stand by. Okay. So there we have it. Last last couple here. Darian Weeks taking on Johan Lioness. I like Darian Weeks here. I don't think Lioness is very good at all. Um, and then Jake Collier, Chris Barnett. Again, another roster cleaning spot. Um, they want Barnett off the roster. Collier's just the guy to do it. Minus 425 is a little heavy on the price for big Jake Collier. But, I, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. I, I don't necessarily know that I play it. Um, I would say maybe interested in taking, you know, Jake Collier by KO. Um, you can get that at plus 160. Barnett gets tired, man. And, 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 and fatigue is another opponent inside the octagon. So uh, I definitely think that we could probably see a finish there just by Collier's output. So we'll try that as well. Um, full official slip will be available on Saturday. I'll go ahead and put that out. Um, you can track all the all my unit betting if you want over at betmma.tips. Just search for punch list MMA pod, P-O-D. And the P's are capitalized. So go big on the PP um, and you'll be able to find us no problem there. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody that continues to support the show. If you bought a shirt, thank you. If you bought a sticker, thank you. If you haven't, thank you. Um, if you like, subscribe, share anywhere, do any of that stuff. Like Leave a review. All that helps big time. New women's science um, graphic is on the way. T-shirt will be on the way. Relax. It's coming. You'll like this design better. I promise. Until Saturday, be good to each other. We'll talk to you then. See you.